this season but i am your host adam chamel yeah i'm aaron schroeder that is right this is the quack 12 podcast the most official unofficial oregon ducks podcast on the web foot of sphere adam would you say you watch too many duck sports games too many? I wouldn't say so, especially right now. I'm just watching football, even. I'm not watching right. anything else. So I'm saying uh, I'm watching not enough because there's only one game a week. And this week, hey, it was fine. It felt like there's enough scoring for two games. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was a, I mean, when they hit 70, I went, oh, is this game going to go to 100? Jesus. I know. They. Uh, I was trying to think. Well, last time we scored that much, I think was against uh, Southern Utah University, the Thunderbirds. Oh, I believe so, if I'm not mistaken. I know we scored a bunch against Nevada, too. This is something I should have looked up, but I didn't. I I know it's not the record, though, in Autzen and in general, because we scored like 122 or something like that against Puget Sound. This is coming off... Old memory, old quacking times that we yeah, did in the past. for real. So my only thinking on it is I still have no real inkling of what to think of what the season's actually going to turn out to be. Yeah, well, oh, that's a very good point, my man. It seemed like game one, mm-hmm. uh, let me reverse this. Okay, here's the top of the scale. Here's Georgia. Okay. Into that game. Here's us. Mm-hmm. We're we're like we're actually out of screen. We're so low. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But then after this game, all of a sudden it looks like flip it and reverse it. It's like this, and maybe mm-hmm. that team was here. This is good. This is like our graphics department here. Yeah, That's, I worked super yeah. hard on that graphic. <laughs> um, no, I totally get what you mean though, because yeah, I don't know what to against, think. I mean, it's like it's hard to take any. Okay. So we've had. Have we talked to Hithliday about this? Is there an update there? Not yet. Hithliday's been in the woods, just focusing (laughs) with a TV and an antenna that's somehow working. He's been watching these games, but he hasn't uh, come down from that mountain yet. But we should uh, real soon, real soon. We actually got a roster review coming out this Thursday of our next opponent, BYU, the BYU Cougars. That's gonna be something. That's gonna be quite the game. I'm gonna. I'm very nervous about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I got a lot to say about that. But um, I need what your you were saying on this. Game. What you were saying though, right? About it's hard to get any takeaway from this game, is because okay, we had spring games, right? And those don't really mean anything. Those are practices. And then we had week one against Georgia in Atlanta, Georgia, and we just got demolished. Because Georgia's that good, because we were that new, and maybe because we were that bad, but probably because we were just like, that's the first time most of those players, um, most of that, you know, uh, the first time the coaching staff had ever really gone through that as an Oregon Duck. You know right. what I mean? And it, it just showed up in a lot of ways. And again, Georgia, really, really good. And then this week, we, I mean, obviously they're an FCS team. We are supposed to demolish them. Yeah. The thing is, we did, I mean, we really, really did that job well. 
We looked awesome on offense and completely dominant on defense. Outside of, you know, two touchdowns. One of them uh, people were pointing out was, like, some pretty, you know, should have been called a penalty. A lot of, like, downfield blocking that (laughs) where one um, offensive player is just taken out, like, Three ducks in what should have definitely been a penalty on, I believe, that second touchdown. But who cares? Who's counting? Uh, it was a very dominant performance on both sides, but it was like, it, that's what it should be. We are talented, you know. Uh, that being said, the thing it I was, really... Yeah. yeah. No, no, no you, you continue, please, please. I was just going to say, um, yeah, statistically speaking, great game... Because it's the exact kind of answer you want to give after losing so poorly to a Georgia. Because yeah. now everybody's like, hey, wait a second, maybe? Mm-hmm. But it also that team washed is, out. But also, uh, Eastern Washington is bad, yeah. right? They're not, I mean... Like, Georgia we, would have hit 100, right? Oh, if they wanted to, Yes. Right. Uh, so we we could have scored more if we wanted to, too, you know, like we right. did have backups in there and stuff like that. But um, I will say it's like, you know, they were they were just like literally outclassed. Like we have just a higher, uh, you know, rated out right. of high school and stuff like that. Right. Player, like bigger right. players, more money behind it. That being said, we were saying the last time we played Eastern Washington, there was, you know, same deal, but they scored a lot of points on us, and it was kind of a sign of like, um, okay, this team may be a little bit in trouble. Right. I'm this glad we didn't see yeah. that. Yeah, and this this team is no like they didn't have Cooper Cup, obviously Chisholm right. or whatever. He was out there, but uh, um, yeah, we. I mean, we can talk about this. I was obviously Bo Nix. That was the nice performance to see. Am I right? Bo Nix, five touchdowns. Yeah. Some of those touchdowns, though, well, and a lot of the best plays in this. Uh, One of this them is, would have been an yeah. interception had they had a better <laughs> defense. Like, sure, he threw that? directly to the wrong guy. To that, it, that one, to tight end Terrence Ferguson. I believe, I believe so, where touchdown. he had to juggle it out of the other dude's Ooh. possession because he was way behind. Great play a, from him, though. See, I feel like Hithliday may say that was a bad play call. That well, no, I don't know about play call. It was maybe uh, bad decision, possibly. Oh, there we go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. I meant his play calling. Yeah, don't know in sports. his own head. Uh, <laughs> but, so that was weird. It I'll was also that, interesting yeah. to see how they pulled out the other quarterbacks and in what order and for how long. Mm-hmm. And then their performances, I felt, was really interesting in the second half. Uh, I think that a lot of the uh, Autzen faithful would have, like, torn apart Autzen Stadium if they didn't see some backup QB time. You know right. what I mean? When yeah. there's that much of a lead and it's just like, uh, are these guys going to, like, are they truly that bad that you, you don't even want to bench your starter when you're well, up by this much? Is it, okay, am I reading too deeply or is it interesting that they chose the freshman first? Well, they're both like freshmen, but they're like redshirt freshmen and the COVID shit. Oh, like, they're it, both freshmen. I thought. I think they're both technically listed as freshmen. I could oh, be wrong. Oh, I thought I Butterfield was older. Uh, they're both like right around. The, I'm pretty sure the okay. same year. 
Um, okay, reading too deeply. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, it's clear, it's clear Ty Thompson is the favorite. He kind of always has been because they, they, they're always choosing him first. Okay. He didn't really, he wasn't asked to do anything really, you know what I mean? So it's it's hard to glean he anything from that. He completed passes. It's all I care mm-hmm. about. He was five of seven for 63 yards. Uh, you know, he didn't look as like crisp of a ball or as crisp in decision making as Bo Nix, but again, he was barely out there. Um, Jay Butterfield, I love this stat line. One throw, one attempt, one yard. Bing, bang, boom. Hey. Efficient, you know? Gets it done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, 100%. It's the literal 1% that uh, in the mic'd up sections, mm-hmm. whenever. Oh, yeah. What'd you like, think of that? Huh? What'd you think of all the Dan Landing mic'd up? That was very funny to me. Um, yeah, I get his vibe. I get it. It is also, though, interesting, and this is not a... I'm not trying to criticize him, mm-hmm. but it is interesting that the... For real, the head coach's job in sports is to kind of just, like, pound simple truths into your brain until you go, Yeah, I got it, okay. Yeah, that that is so. It was weird to hear it with thinking of like, wow, the psychology inside this could be fairly gray area. But I think he has positive messages. Yeah, I like the one percent thing because you should always you shouldn't overanalyze yourself too much, Mm -hmm. but always trying to improve yourself. I think is a great message. Here's the thing. And, like, I think it's, like, it's good for Duck fans, really, to just, like, for a number of reasons, throw that Georgia result out of their mind. Like, just erase it from your mind. Because, um, I mean, not all games are going to be like that. We're not going to face another team like that likely this season or maybe many seasons. (laughs) They're very good. Again, like I said. Uh, And also, that was, like, the uh, week one – with Dan Land, just like with Mario Cristobal, when you were promoting him as the head coach, you were being like, well, hopefully we always have good offensive lines. And that's still bearing true because that ended up being true. It's like he is an offensive line like guru. Like, that's his thing. Dan Lanning, supposedly, the defense, you know, coaching the defense, making that a very solid, good unit, is supposedly his thing. And, you know, he's done it under the best. Um, and... He, this is his year one, but that is actually a time which, like, like the defense is something a lot of times that you can kind of turn around surprisingly quickly, or at least throughout a season. You know, while, like, people can learn it really quickly, and especially, like, the further away you are from the ball, sometimes you can make, like, a bigger impact quicker. Right. And especially with Christian Gonzalez has been really a highlight uh in both games clearly he was a very um smart get and vital get on the offseason over from colorado and smart on his point too because we'll get into colorado during the picks the picks picks. but uh yeah like i don't think anybody wants to be on that team right now Yeah, what was your impression? I mean, obviously, this was just an absolute beatdown. Was it fun to watch? Did you get bored pretty quickly? Uh, I literally clapped for Eastern Washington when they got the second touchdown. 
I get it. Because it was point, like, yeah. okay, cool. I'm I'm just glad you guys put up points because it it got a little boring. It was mm. equivalent to the Georgia game in experience, just roles reversed. Yeah. Because it, it was just like, like and this is kind of what I thought was great about like the fans as well is like around touchdown five everybody's kind of like cool is this a practice game what did we sign up for i'm only in high school i should mention um because you know i live in eugene oregon uh, yes sir track town usa the greatest city in all the land uh but it was smoky as hell here it was pretty bad like, there was talk of possibly canceling the game, but it was, like, below. It was very funny because, like, it's really up to the play. And, you know, the players, I'm sure, if you would have done a poll for both teams, the large majority, maybe every single person would have been like, yes, I want to play this game. Do right. not cancel this game, you know. And that's that's kind of how I feel it should be. It's like if they want to play this game and they want to take – it is a health risk, but, like, a slight health risk and, like – So it's just uh, a little – Sure. That, so that makes sense for a lesser like. Yeah, the, like the crowd was significantly less because you know, like school's not. I don't right. believe it's in session yet. It's but not. Also, Three it's more just, weeks. The, the smoke was bad. Yeah. This like, okay. People didn't want to be out there. I couldn't tell. Too. I was like, oh, it looks like it's kind of there, but like equivalent to here, it's kind of high up, so it's not super affecting anything. But I have. Yeah. Yeah, I knew y'all were closer to him. Yeah, there there was a while. So that explains where it that. Was pretty crazy. Uh, not as bad as like a couple of years ago. That was yeah. terrible. Yeah, but in general, you know, is it fun to watch that kind of a beatdown to a point? <laughs> but <laughs> after the after the Georgia game, I would say yes. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, even in the third quarter or the fourth quarter when there was still like 12 minutes left, I remember being like, there should be a mercy rule here because it is just obvious how the rest of this is going to go. Mm-hmm. So the entertainment value does decrease, unfortunately. And uh, the announcers were kind of grinding on me. <laughs> <laughs> that I was just like, yeah, that's Pac-12. Pac-12, no. Uh, I was listening. I was watching. I believe the Baylor BYU game too. Yeah, and they had RG three, uh, and I fucking love him. He's like basically turning into the um, Bill Walton of the football world. So uh, yeah. you know, I don't want to take us off of the Ducks, but obviously, I'm curious to see what you thought of uh, BYU. Um, they looked. I mean, I was impressed with them as a team. Like Kalani Sataki, is a really good coach, uh, and he does have them performing well as a unit. Like, which they're so freaking scrappy. Like, they are not the most talented, um, but they they pull some really great players and they make it actually count on their lines. Uh, like punch above their weight. That being said, they were down two of their best receivers, if not their best receivers. Uh, Gunnar Romney. Yes, related to that Romney. Is that not tracking you? Mitt Romney. You oh. ever heard of him? Famous Mormon. Oh, yeah. is he a Mormon? Yeah, he's. Oh, yeah, he's King Mormon. I just he was he's trying to poli- be King Mormon. He's a politician. 
Yeah, he's a politician too. Yeah, for Utah. Yeah, okay. senator. Yep. Yep, I do believe so. I don't Ran keep for up president. with Utah politics. Ran for or president government. against Obama. You don't remember that? I mean, In vaguely, the dude. Term. I feel like um, it you was, know the last yeah. some odd years have been kind of a brain melt. So my, who knows my favorite what quote him from him: times. He was trying to be relatable. He's not the worst politician. I'll tell you that much. Uh, he at least has somewhat of a spine, seemingly. But I mean, obviously, I don't agree with. Quite a bit of what he has to say. But anyways, he was trying to be relatable to non-millionaires, you know. Sure. Like, it, like all politicians. And it's this really funny quote on 4th of July where someone just asked him, like a puff piece. They are just like, hey, um, what kind of food do you like to eat? Like, you know, like on uh, 4th of July. Like, what kind of stuff? And he's all like, uh, my favorite meat is hot dog. <laughs> I do remember that. We talked about this, I yeah. think, on this podcast. Right. And he's like, I my second favorite that. meat is hamburger. I mean, <laughs> dude, I duh, like hot everybody's dog. is because it's all the meat. No, yum, but yum, it was yum. the way he said it, dude. He sounded like a freaking robot. Um, now I'm but the Oregon Ducks. The <laughs> no, 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 no. In true, oh. Ro- in true Robert Griffith the uh, third, uh, you know, like rambling style. Uh-huh. I'm going to do a tangent, and my favorite meal is hot dog, is what he said. No, my favorite meat is hot dog. Yes. Here it is. All right. My favorite meat is hot dog, by the way. That is my favorite meat. <laughs> my second favorite meat is hamburger. <laughs> and everyone says, oh, don't you prefer steak? It's like, I know steaks are great, but I like hot dog best. And I like hamburger next best. What? It's a good quote. It's a good quote, right? I mean, for all I know, that sounds like a robot speaking. It sounds like Google AI, like answering, like, "Do you like hamburgers, yeah. Google?" And it's like, "I like hot dog." Does not. I just compute. like that his categorization of meat is hot dog, hamburger, steak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's it. He's all like, no, I don't like steak. I prefer, a, I much prefer a hot dog over a steak. Thank you. It's like no, no one does. What? Well, no I mean, it does tell us one important fact, which is that he's definitely turf over surf. Absolutely. By the way, back to Oregon because um, I want to apologize to you, Jay Butterfield. You were right. He got here in 2020 during he, during that COVID season. So he's right. backing up like Tyler Sheck. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, Ty Thompson a year after that, 2021. Right. Thank you. Thank you for teaching me a valuable lesson or reminding me, I should say. I think he'll Any- walk. Or do you think he'll walk? Do you think he no. should? Well, we got a new QB on the horizon that could force some decisions, certainly. But Bo Nix will be gone by then. Exactly. I don't think so. I, I mean, I'm, I'm counting Ty Thompson as like... Maybe one day he'll win it all. You know, I no. don't know. At this point, I'm pretty. That I agree. You're talking about I'm, Butterfield. Yeah. Possibly. Because, I mean, are they both going to wait around a year for Knicks to leave so that they can then battle each other? Or could he just go somewhere and start quarterbacking? Because obviously they're going to go with Thompson. Somewhere he could go start quarterbacking. Somewhere, absolutely. However, is it another like Power Five program? 
That's the question. Who knows? And that's probably what he wants. And maybe it's like, I don't know. I, I won't doubt their commitment to the program because they've been through so many coaches. There's there's never been any kind of like yeah. true, you know, uh, sign from them that they're unhappy or not willing to come. So it's like, mm, yeah, I guess okay. that's also true. Uh, hmm. Yeah, but I should say, so coming up is uh, not on the show. Sorry, to, I don't want to tee up thinking an awesome interview is coming up. Sorry, everybody. Uh, Dante Moore, though, uh, he's from Detroit, Michigan. Five stars. I mean, Ty Thompson was also is very you know highly rated, but still, yeah, five stars. He's like number four at his position. Um, yeah, so he's committed to come, and maybe that'll maybe he'll win it and. Maybe that'll force some people to move, you know, because you're like, well, okay, I'm not going to wait for if a freshman comes and beats me out. Maybe I should move on. But who knows? I want Ty Thompson to do well. Hopefully, Ty Thompson takes over, does super well. Oh, he will. Jake Butterfield gets a uh, really good backup time next season, and then uh, Dante Moore, you know, just gets to be on the bench and practice for the future. That's like the ultimate way to do it. That's the way you hmm. should work with a QB. Anyways, hmm. buddy, back to this actual game we were talking about. 70 to 14. Yeah. Holy what hell. else is there to say? Okay, uh, let's I'm just going to look around the stats here. So, Bonex Yeah, hit me with some great it. stats. 28 of 33 from Bonex. That's great. Wait a second. They said it at the end of the game. Do you have it on hand? Uh the missed tackle Oh, it was way down. Like, uh, I, I don't have it offhand, but I remember it was, like, the point where they were saying that. I think we like, missed three tackles this game, and the one before we missed, like, 31 or something. It, it was some crazy disparity like that. Right. Yeah, like, I don't know what the actual numbers were, but that was obvious. And that's something where it's, like, sure, like, trying to freaking tackle a Bowers versus tackling uh a Talkington, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, Gunner Talkington or, you know, someone equivalent uh, places, you know, a Chisholm or someone like that. Mm -hmm. It's much, much easier. Like even their biggest, strongest guys aren't as like fast, strong, big, agile as all okay. of Georgia's. So it was easier, but there's some fundamental shit that we did much better in week two. And that makes right. sense. We just cleaned some stuff up. Which one you want to see? Boy, howdy. I'll tell you what. Talk about things we did right that I was like, err, were mm. the form <laughs> tackling where so many times it was like, dang, it does look like they're leading with their head from a certain angle. But then when you really see it, it's like, oh, no shit. That's just the shoulder is in the exact right spot. Exactly. Yeah. There was like like clean tackle. And not only that, but another thing, this is another week. Where, I mean, unless I'm really forgetting something, where there were no big blunders on special teams. Whoa. I believe that they did have a really good return that may have set up, like, their only score, if memory serves. Uh, I got it up here. I'm looking. But um, that being said, overall, and, you know, I think that's a, that's a, a sign of, of detail orientation. Uh, that's a plus for the coach. Like he's making sure the little things, the quote unquote 
little things are happening well quickly, and that shit can win you games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, the run game looked really clean. Yeah, and like, we had so many running backs out there. There are so many running backs out It's clear. Okay, here's They're what I need to know. Out. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Here's what I do need to know. Mm-hmm. Because it, after a while, I couldn't keep track anymore. How many of our players got a touchdown? Like How many the, of our players? Okay. Let's I know see. one well, guy got two, but I feel like five people got at least one touchdown. Uh, well, let's look at that. Well, we got Bo Nix, who threw five touchdowns, obviously. We got Marquise Irving. He got oh, that we? touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Byron Cardwell, he ran in a touchdown, but I do believe he also, yeah, he caught a touchdown, too. Okay, he so just, we have two people like, so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had Troy Franklin. He got a touchdown. Uh, oh, yeah. Kalani Hassenritter, the uh, running back from Hawaii, who had some sick-ass moves. Right. I loved his moves. Dang. Uh, like... If it wasn't for all the talent ahead of him, which there's so much, um, like I would be like, why are we not giving him the ball at all, at all times? But it's just like well, there's so many people. Yeah, yep. uh, Kilohana, Hassan Ritter, he got a touchdown. Uh, Noah Whittington, he got a touchdown. I feel like Oprah over here. You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. <laughs> exactly. This was this was the most emotional. This was the best one. Cam McCormick. Got a touchdown. Do you remember this one? Probably. This is the one he... So he was wearing number 18, which was Spencer Webb's jersey number. Right. Um, For most of the season. Uh, well, I mean, most of his career. Right. And uh, he... So Cameron Cormick grabs this short pass, gets into the end zone. There was this strange moment where, like, a defender kind of ripped it from him. Uh-huh. And it, so it kind of, like like popped up and flew in the air randomly so they had to review it to see if he like actually had possession as he crossed the plane you know right he did but it was just such an emotional moment because it's like he first of all cam mccormick has been off and on way more off the field his entire six year i do believe career at oregon where he's like he's been projected like oh i think he's gonna be tight end number one and then he'll get injured like the first game or the right. second game or preseason for the entire season. But he's kept returning, kept trying to be, you know, big part of it. This is his second touchdown of his career, of his long career, even though he's had a great career. It's wow. just he's been injured so much. And he did it and it's like wearing the Spencer Webb jersey. So it felt very emotional, very cool. Yeah. Um so very glad. I do love that you, one. You could tell Otson was Stoked about that. Yeah. And then the final touchdown was pretty funny um, because there was even like a little bit of a discussion. Like they gave it to us just as like a team touchdown. <laughs> but I do believe. Oh, the fumble ruski. Yeah, it was the fumble ruski. It was, well, it was an interception um, by Tri Chris Bridges, who had, who had, you know, certainly a much better game and a good game. He gets the interception, and then he's running into the end zone, and then he gets, like, hit, and then he coughs up the ball, but it goes into the end zone, and I do believe the transfer from Nebraska comes up from it, unless I'm mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Again, a lot of this is just memory. I watched this game, like, twice, but still. 
would have been a good thing to write down. Uh, Jordan Riley, I guess who I want to say popped up with it, but I could be wrong. Um, Is he number ninety-eight? No, it was number ninety-eight, wasn't it? I, it I'm was not sure ninety-eight, I believe. It was the other guy, ninety-one. But ninety-eight, I believe, is the one who stopped it in the end zone and tried that's to gobble I, it up. Yeah, that's why. For some reason, in my head too, I was like, I remember it was like possibly ninety-eight. Who knows? These are all easily uh, look-upable things. But anyway, okay. so that's another touchdown. I believe those were right. all the touchdowns. So that's seven people. But yep. we got ten touchdowns because there was that guy who got three of them, right? Uh, um, seven times ten touchdowns. is seventy. Well, and some <laughs> dude got multiple touchdowns. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, dude. How how did I forget about? I mean, most likely the MVP of the game, Terrence. God damn, Ferguson. Yeah, two touchdowns. Oh yeah, two. so Byron Cardwell got two. Terrence Ferguson got two. There it is. Uh, yeah, and Terrence Ferguson, so that first, and this is what you were saying too, I think it's very funny, is why this game is kind of hard to tell, is a lot of our mo- biggest, our most successful moments, our highlight plays, literally a top 10 sports center play, number eight, was Terrence Ferguson with the juggle catch, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, our biggest, and with Troy Franklin's, touchdown to in a whole lot of other big plays is it was kind of being like was that more because we're really good and big and physical or was that because they're bad <laughs> it's because they're bad i'm pretty sure yeah, oh Look, sorry no dude we are not uh, breaking we're... news breaking news i forgot it totally was not jordan riley it totally was not Jordan Riley. It was Casey Rogers. I even said the uh, Nebraska transfer. It's the other Nebraska transfer. It was totally Casey Rogers on the D line who came up with that. So right. he scored that touchdown. Yeah. He deserves his recognition, Casey Rogers. Anyways, uh, yeah, back to what we were talking about here. So I mean, but here truly is there was just so many touchdowns. We are an above average team, obviously. Mm-hmm. But they are also, I think, a bad team. <laughs> so it was definitely weighted to where it's so eventful, you kind of get nulled and dulled down by it to where you literally forget like the craziest of touchdowns. But the thing is, all the stuff where that truly matters, like, you know, like we were making the tackles, we yeah. weren't whiffing them, we weren't out of place on defense. Great. We were um, not fumbling. We did not have a turnover in this game. We're back. We're even in the turnover battle because we had two interceptions against Georgia, and here we you got know, to. Got to. And, uh, yeah, like, like, and not only that, like, like special teams was doing well, and we were catching the ball. We were not dropping the ball. Very often, I I don't re- even remember a drop in that. It probably happened, I'm sure, but uh, yeah. So all the all the basic stuff. Some people, if people are being nitpicky, being like, basically they wanted to see what we haven't quite seen from Bonix yet in a real game, which is just a successful, very deep uh, pass to the sideline. 
You know what I wish he would do more often is throw 40-plus yards in a single pass. Yeah, come on. Why doesn't he do that? Do Why it. doesn't he do that? Hey, like 80. Uh, I will yeah, I'll say this. Here's my final synopsis of the game. Mm-hmm. This is the team I expected to see play Georgia as far as quality of playing. Had they scored any less than what they did yeah. and allowed any more than what they did, mm-hmm. I would maybe be hesitant to root for them or feel good and positive about the rest of the season. But because they gave that exact performance, I'm like, this is the team that's going to win the rest of the season Woo! all the way. So you're look at you. You're ready. You're back on the hype train. I love it. I think I said 11 and one in the beginning in, in our very beginning. I think I said, our I said 12 would be 11 and, and one. I was, we're I on was track. feeling it. I thought it was funny. 12 and now. Yeah, 11-1 would be, especially to rebound from what would be a terrible one. Dude, I am, I'll tell you this, afraid as hell of BYU. Not because they're, like, the most talented, the best team, even, like, the best team will play, like, for the rest of the season. Uh, It's more just, like, they are a well-coached team. They do have, like, I like their quarterback a lot, Dylan Hall. Um And we are a young team. Like they said, you know, we have so many freshmen, so many sophomores. And this is the whole coaching staff. This is them. This is their first run through of a season as a unit, you know. So I I am nervous. But if we win, that'll make me feel very good. And just because, like, BYU, you know, every religious school, I'm always like, I really want to beat them. This is why I kind of brought it up a bit back. But, I mean, you just watched them play a game. Does that give any weight at all to what you think will happen next week? I, Do you feel good? You think we're good to go? I I think we should be. Fa- I mean, especially at Oregon, we should definitely be favored, which we are a little bit. I'm not quite sure what the betting line is, but I know mm-hmm. it's moved like pretty. Oregon's favored, but not by much, which is surprising, you know. Um, but BYU is ranked too. I I do believe they're ranked number twelve going into this, if I remember correctly. And so it's going to be a real freaking game. And it's because BYU over the past two, three seasons have continuously been like, well, people are downing us, but we keep winning. Uh, we keep beating Pac-12 teams. They were 5-0 and against the Pac-12 last season. And it feels like it's now it's our turn. It's like I want to defend this conference's fucking honor by beating BYU. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's just like, it's a team we should beat. And it's like, clearly we do have a lot of offensive talent. We shouldn't be pushed around against BYU. Because even against Georgia, like, we were doing well. Like, we were able to, like, get to do well on the ground game. To get some chunk yardage, even. And so we should be able to do that against BYU. Granted, we don't like shoot ourselves in the foot, and I don't think we will. I do think we will win. I, this isn't the pick section. In fact, Aaron, should we hop into a commercial? Let's hop into a commercial, bro. We have uh, we have a couple. Wonder. Well, let's do one commercial. Let's be official about this. Official podcast style. One commercial now. One commercial later. Aaron is I don't know drinking some uh, a Bloody Mary. His morning Bloody Mary. Okay, uh, we're going to hop into this commercial break, and we'll be right quack. 
Oregon Ducks fans, if you're itching to pay attention to teams outside your own, come listen to No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast. Four Pac-12 sickles, trolls, and friends join together to recap and discuss all of the crazy nonsense going around the Conference of Champions. If you ever wonder what's going on outside Eugene, or you just want to hear people talk trash about your rivals, No Truck Stops is the perfect podcast for you. We cover every aspect of the Pac-12 and every Pac-12 discourse you never wanted to hear. Tune in to No Truck Stops for your Pac-12 fix. New episodes drop Mondays at 5 a.m. wherever podcasts are found. And we are back on Quack. Quack, quack. Somewhat professional, not not quite s- seamless, you know, but uh, yeah. Anyways, I like, uh, I, like yes. it, I like when the camera zooms in on you. I know. Oh, it's so nice. I love seeing uh, my nasty ass face. That is right. Uh, hey, we're already plugging, so let's do another little plug for us at the moment. Uh, hey, we're live on YouTube right now. We're having some fun. We may we may be toying around with the idea of a little morning show. Who knows that you can interact <laughs> with? Maybe, maybe it'll be the next sensation. Sweep the all of nation. Oregon. Yeah, not Duck Nation because that's not a real thing. We don't say Duck Nation. Uh, we're program. We don't do that. Um, yeah, so we're all live on YouTube on on our Twitter account as well at Quack Twelve Podcast. There, uh, if you want to help us without spending a freaking dime because you're a cheapskate, go to Apple Podcasts, please, 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 or or steal your grandparents' phone or your parents' Ugh. phone or some random person's phone. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Also, leave a comment. It really helps people find us which helps us in the long run. And if you really want to be a, a, a cool, cool, cool friend of the show, then go over to our Quack 12 Patreon page. That's where you can find so much fun content, including Quack in Time, which is our um, Oregon football history series in which you get a real-ass time machine, and we go through every single year of Oregon football history and lore and break it down. Really fun stuff. We have Duck D&D. We have our Quacking Off series, which was just off-topic discussions between me and my boy here, Aaron. Mo- nothing to do with football, but real fun stuff there if you just can't get enough. And it really helps the show. Only five measly bucks a day or less or less. And you'll get some stuff. Even for one dollar, you'll get some stuff. Not all of it, but some stuff. And yeah. it'll help us out. Also, Aaron. Yes, 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 yes. What? No, nah, I'll skip it. No? You sure? It sounds Yeah, important. I don't want to spend the money on it quite yet. But. All right. I'm going to make a line of Quack 12 koozies. Ooh. I have a I, I think I want to make 3 or 4 different ones and then once they're done and here all new patrons will get a free koozie. Well, well, well. Of their choice, and, I think I'll have 3 designs. There'll be and, uh, the uh Ducks and Dragons. There'll be the Quacking Off and there'll be the mm. official. That's what I think. Look oh, and fourth, because obviously there should be a history, so there'll be four. This and these are high quality uh, products because the Quack Twelve podcast is a high quality podcast. Yeah, that's right. You stand by it. Oh, I a hundred percent. This website get, looks real clean. <laughs> you give people the right to sue if uh, they don't like their not. free koozie. No. Oh, okay. Well, anywho. Doesn't sound like you a hundred percent, but whatever. My man, we got a big game 
against BYU coming up, like I was saying. I am afraid. Yes, I am. But before uh, we just witnessed me cowering fear for the rest of this podcast, I think we should go, dare I say it? Quack. That was quacking time. That is right. I got the little sound bite. It's finally here. It's perfect. Quacking time. It's, oh, what a, what a joyous day. Uh, Huey Lewis, please don't sue us. Uh, let's go put <laughs> quacking time and see how our history lines up against BYU. Now, the BYU Cougars and the Oregon Ducks have played each other six times. Six times. How many that times? That seems do you think about accurate. Won? That seems right. It is. It absolutely appropriate is number. Right. How many times do you think we've won? Great cue. Thank you for asking that. Three. Four. You say th- seven. Six. One. What's your I don't final know. answer? What's your final answer? Three. You're correct. One. Three. Oh, well, yes. Shut up. Three. It was three. Could you the, imagine the me on the prices, right? <laughs> Bob Barker would choke you out like you were 1264. And Happy Gilmore. 1372. <laughs> I know he's not. Drew Carey would choke you out there. Dude, I don't uh, so, like Drew Carey as the host. I think he has a bad vibe for it. Bob Barker was a true hero. Bob Barker. Bob Barker also had a bad vibe, but it worked out. Like, you could tell, like, he's a crotchety old man, but I would never have anyone else besides him. Very quickly, this is totally off topic. This is what quacking off should be for, but here we go. I have to say it. There's a really great documentary, and the way the documentary paints it that revolves around this one guy who was very good at the game, Bob Barker was very much for the audience winning as much as possible because that's just a good vibe to be producing, Mm -hmm. whereas Drew Carey does not like it when people win and made it a point to, like, make sure this guy didn't come and take everything. That's so funny, man. That's the way it was painted through my own interpretation of watching it. But anyway, I, I love Bob Barker. Also, I mean, come on. His, like, love of, uh, you know, not killing little baby puppies and kitty cats. Mm. Anywho, so we've won three. We've lost three. This game decides the fate of the universe, it seems like. Because we are Doesn't playing it? a best out of seven. Yeah, no, it, it. Yeah, everyone knows it's best out of seven. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just college football rules. Uh, um, yeah, we we've played them against their like, because uh, like us, they've only had one uh, Heisman in their entire history, and we actually played him a couple of times, uh, Ty Detmer, and then huh. they've, however, unfortunately, they actually won the freaking national championship. Didn't we win one? We've never won one. That's Did we go to one? Quest. We've gone to two, my man. That's the same. If you've gone to two and you've won one, it's equivalent. You think it's the same? That's a random stat that's unimportant. <laughs> <laughs> the number of na- wins the national champions is unimportant. I mean, honestly, when you think about the turnover rate and all that shit, your number of national championships I don't think really matters, especially the way they stack the... All right. Anyway... 
I guess I guess you're correct. Even let's though talk you, about you, these you... games. You're stalling, and I know it, and I'm forcing you forward. All right, fine. Um, so the first one was in 1964. We all know 1964, right? It was a great mm-hmm. year. Um, we won this one. We started off with a W. Now the Ducks this season were seven two and one. This is Len Casanova's fourteenth season. Woo! I love Len Casanova. He really the is sexy that era. Uh, he's the earliest, not the earliest. I don't know. I just think of him as like there, there's a whole lot of bad years, bad decades around this era for, for Oregon football history. He's to that oasis where it's like there's some fun teams, there's some good teams during this run. I mean, everybody and, wants uh, to play with the lovely Casanova. Casanova. We beat BYU week one on Hayward Field. You better believe it. I will say this, though. Um, this win was not really thought of as like a huge victory because, as the Eugene Register Guard put it, Oregon escapes. That's right, with twenty to thirteen win. So it, yeah, it was not thought of as some big ass win. Um, the Oregon Webfoots will not repeat. Will not be suffering from overconfidence when they meet Pittsburgh next Saturday for the season's second game. That guarantee came Saturday as the Ducks got a bad scare while opening up with a season-opening skin-of-their-teeth 20-13 victory over a surprisingly tough, tenacious, and underrated Brigham Young University at Hayward Field. The victory was expected. The close margin was not. So, uh, yeah, pretty huge. Luckily, our wonderful, wonderful QB, Barry, was there to save our asses. Um, and, yeah, that he did. Then we played him again. Played him again the very next year. This season, so this is, uh, once again, Len Casanova still here. Still sticking around like the great coach he is on his first fifteenth season. It's Can insane. you imagine having a coach that long? Oh, it's been it's forever. awesome. It sounds like so, a fucking dream. <laughs> I know. So this year we were finished. It was four, five, and one. Um, BYU in nineteen sixty five. They're six and four in the whack. Their coach at this point was ah, eh, forget who even freaking cares. I'm not a BYU fan. All right. Uh, but we started at Pittsburgh and then we beat them 17 to 15. We played at Utah, beat them 31 to 14. And in week three, we beat BYU. Hell yeah. In front of 20,000 fans at Hayward field. Sounds fun as hell. Um, I do have a link here. This is from the Sunday Herald. Hmm. What the fuck? Do I have it? Mm, Going once, going twice. Here we go. So this is Oregon Hands Cougars' first loss, 27-14. Oregon's tough defense and reserve quarterback Mike Brundage's two touchdown passes carried the unbeaten Webfoots to a 27-14 
football win over Brigham Young University Saturday. Brundage came into the game late in the second period and flipped a 22-yard scoring aerial to end Steve Bunker to give Oregon a 14-7 halftime lead. His third quarter touchdown pass of 16 yards to end Ray Palm put the Webfoot safely out in front. Brigham Young made only five first downs all afternoon. That is bad, Aaron. All afternoon was unable to put together an any offensive drives into Oregon territory. The previously unbeaten Cougars scored only after a pass interception and a fumble recovery. Wow. It's not the great for us. That is, that's a strange game. That's some weird shit. Now, up next, then it came to 1978. Okay. Uh, fun year. Um, 1978. Do you know anything about that year off the top of your head? Um, I feel like Disco's doing something in 78, but maybe it's slowly dying. It's probably on the downslide. Right. I would imagine by now, yeah. Like, it's popular, but it's too popular now. People. Uh, now. 78, I'm sure, probably was a great year for some gritty crime movies. Uh, I presume it probably had one of the better known... Uh, rock and roll albums come out that year as well, which is probably just a fantastic album if you've heard it. Well, I'll tell you what. But for uh, sure, the happen. gritty crime movies of 78. Ooh, gosh. I bet they're just fantastic if you've seen them. Probably. Maybe a Chinatown? I don't know if it came Yeah, that good, one really gritty movie 60s. from 78. Mm, Chef's mm, Kiss, baby. Yes. It was so good. And that's been Quack 12 Movie Corner. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what didn't happen. An Oregon football victory over BYU. Yikes. All right. Then again, this is not a good season for us. This is the second season in the Rich Brooks uh, era. And as we talked about in 1977, uh, yeah, Rich Brooks got off to a pretty rough start. And in this case... The BYU loss is the sixth loss of a seven-loss streak to start off the season. So that's freaking terrible. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, BYU actually was pretty good this year. They finished 9-4. and four. Uh, And then came two more seasons here. So 1989. I am not born yet. I'm pretty freaking close to being born, but it wasn't born yet. Uh, 1989, got it right here. By the way, I love this book for any big Duck fans out there. Oregon Ducks Football, 100 Years of Glory. Excellent, excellent history book. Highly recommend it. All right. I don't know who wrote it, but he, but he's a great chap. Now, this one blows. <laughs> this loss I do not like. Uh, because even though we had just beaten Arizona State uh, through Derek Lowville in a 203-yard rushing game, and it felt really good, we lost to BYU despite the fact that we had a 19-point second-half lead. We were up by 19 points, and we end up losing to BYU 41-45. to So that was just absolute nonsense and craziness but then came 1990 which is one of the better years for us probably probably the most satisfying actually actual win here um as bill musgrave our legendary qb put it actually the most fun game of my entire career was the byu game dope that's right 
I love yeah. that. It was the most beautiful day I can remember at Austin. We were on national TV, and our defense intercepted Ty Detmer. That's, you know, the Heisman winner. Uh, Ty Detmer five times, and Marcus Wood sacked him for a safety. Our defense was so good, we didn't need to score very many points. Detmer would win the Heisman Trophy in 1990, and he passed for 442 yards against the Ducks, which is pretty nuts. But Musgrave was more effective than that even. He completed 23 of 37 for 286 yards and three touchdowns. He also ran for another score, and we won that game 32-16. to 16. And we finished 8-3 and three overall. You know, like, that's that's a pretty good season, especially back then. That's, like, absolutely great season. I mean, most fun game of his career, the legendary Bill Musgrave. That's awesome. Gotta love it. You gotta and then love there's it. one more game. You gotta love it. And that is the 2006 game. Oh, boy. Not as fun for us. Very fun for BYU. They won't shut up about this game. But in 2006, actually, this was at a really interesting point in the Ducks, uh, kind of Ducks lore. Because right after this game, that really fueled a lot of change for Oregon. Because Mike uh, Mike Bellotti is the head coach at this point. And at the end of this season, we lose to BYU. Spoiler alert, just so you know. Uh, we lose to BYU. We we even try like a couple different QBs at it, which is very funny because we throw Leaf out there, and then um, yeah, sorry, we throw Brady Leaf out there, and then as kind of like a one-two punch, we're like maybe we try Dennis Dixon too. He's pretty fast, so we we'll throw the backup out there, and that didn't work out very well either. Uh, Dennis Dixon, you know, later will dominate and become a very famous duck, but. Against number 20 BYU in the Las Vegas Bowl, we lost. And after that loss, that was basically to cap off a four-game losing streak. Um, We lose that one, and it basically puts us into a place where it's like, let's, okay, everyone, we're going out in the woods, basically. We grab everybody. Everyone... Write something you don't like about this team on a piece of paper and something you do like about this team. And they every, everyone read it out loud, stuff like that. And they took everyone took everything they didn't like about the team, threw it in a trash can, and they burned it. And that really sparked, really, I mean, what became Oregon's like most successful run, not just through the Bellotti era, but then after him. Uh, you know, got us to those two national championships, really. Mm-hmm. Like, that was really like the moment chip kelly was offensive coordinator in 2007 you know but uh yeah byu so i guess thank you in a way because that beat down is what uh really did it as as espn put it byu spanks oregon they said they they said they spanked us isn't that rude that's a sign that's of the times they they think spanking's cool come on yeah, everybody was getting spanked in school in 1990. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, you know how many I, times I, I got say, my ass beat at school? Yeah. Like four or five, I, at least. Well, this is 2006, though. When I you was were in spanked. the third? Oh, okay, well, whatever. Same difference, Texas dog. 
when I was in the fourth grade, the vice principal who was assigned the paddler because mm-hmm. he liked it had yeah. a paddle that he had drilled holes into oh, to maximize yeah. airflow, and yeah. he would run it under a faucet. And I am not oh. making that up. I didn't. I was I've never heard the faucet. Watching the process beforehand, and I was like, "This is crazy. This is about to hurt." What What does the faucet? What does the water do? It makes it sting more. Oh man. Oh boy. I well, mean trousers. Um, I mean it's so fucked up, dude. Trousers down with a wooden paddle with holes to maximize impact. That is soaked. That is wet. Um, let's see. Oh, looks like we have a uh, comment here from your old gym teacher who used to spank you. Let's see what he has. No, I'm joking. Can you imagine? I, I hope he's not a listener. There. I hope he's not a listener. I can't read um, without my glasses. I know. So, uh, someone left us a, uh, a 78, listener. Stinky the Sloth Van. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember what we were talking about six minutes ago. Though. Gritty AF, my dude. Gritty AF. Oh, there you go. I've never Thank seen you. a grittier crime movie than I did uh, with Return of the Pink Panther. When he well, falls into that fountain, it's like, dog, can this get any darker? I've never <laughs> seen a grittier uh, crime movie than what BYU did to us in that 2006 season, like he was saying. So they finished 11-2. and two, We were 7-6. and six. Just to wrap this up, I mean, uh, John Beck was really the star, the QB for BYU. They hadn't uh, even they hadn't won a bowl game since '96, so since ten years before. So this is a big old game for them. Whatever. Um, he passed for 375 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, to be able to be on top now just feels great. This is where you're supposed to be. That's what the QB said. Great you quote. Step on camp. Blah blah blah. I don't want to read all this emotional good stuff for them. What can I say? So BYU, they they have it in the win column right now uh, for them. Yeah, Brady Leaf made his second career start, and then the quicker Dixon coming in to to give a new look. So I, I yeah, I guess Dixon was. I forget. I need to do some more research in 2006 season. It feels like it feels like 20 years ago already. Um, my man. So that's where we're at with BYU historically. We're tied. Feels three, good to three. me. As I, I don't know who, who's going to win this. I mean, we got um, something coming up. Like I said, I'll pitch it again with with Hithliday. The the roster review is coming up. If we're going to do a deep dive into what BYU has on their squad, but until then, Aaron, we have a even more important contest. Some would say between you and me. Yeah, but first. A commercial. Oh yeah, you're you're such a freaking pro, dude. Hey, podcast listener. Hey, come you. over here. Come yeah. over here. Get over here. Yeah. Nice headphones you got in here. Oh yeah, I like those, Chevy. Be a shame if something were to happen to those headphones, eh? <gasps> Stomped them on the ground, eh? Be real easy to avoid that smashing if you went over to the Quack12 Twitter account and gave us a little follow. Just a little follow, that's all we're asking. 
And hey, look at that. I hear you're listening to your new podcast apps in your car, huh? Driving home, making the long journey feel a little shorter, eh? Is that yeah. what he's doing there, bud? <laughs> yeah, turning your three-hour drive into a nice little vacation, huh? Be a shame if your car ended up on the bottom of a lake. Splash. Splash maybe with you in the trunk of it, huh? Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. Maybe all that can be avoided with a little trip to the quack. 12 page on Apple Podcast. All you got to do is go to Apple Podcast, Quack 12, give us internet. five stars. Yeah, the internet, you got it, bud. Five stars. Leave us a little comment. Help other people find it. Maybe it'll help people find you when they find out that you're gone missing if you catch my drift. You seen the posters on the telephone poles? Yeah, those are those are people that didn't give us fucking five stars. Some of them did, and we did it anyways. And then uh, you know, uh, oh hey, hey look at look at this podcast listener on their long inner inner uh, continental flight, making things not so bad. Not wanting to hear that baby by covering it up. Wah wah, so they say, putting on them headphones. Trying to get the sky waitress's attention. Get over here. Give me more of that Quack 12 podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why don't you? Yeah, you want some more of that Quack 12 podcast, don't you? Yeah. You want to buy some more from us, don't you? Get it. Otherwise, get it. you know, because if you don't buy this Quack 12 podcast insurance, you never know when your plane's going to go straight down into the water, into the old Atlantic, Blash. never to be seen again. Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. In case you don't want to be th- part of the rock and roller club of the bottom of the fucking ocean, then I recommend you go to the Quack 12 Patreon. Come on, come on. Why don't you go to the Quack 12 Patreon, give us five smackaroos, and for that we can forget about the whole nasty business have you on your way. We'll forget about it. We'll forget about it, all right? Five measly dollars. That's all I got. Not listening up, punk. Because it looks like you're not seeing so good right now. My boss is talking to you, chump. Aren't you, chump? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right, let him, let him go, Mikey. Let him go. In the bottom of the fucking ocean. Ayo! Quack, quack. What a commercial. Wow. Does it get better than that, folks? Nope. Nope. No, it doesn't. Now, Aaron, let's uh, let's get into the a fan favorite segment here, and that is... Bottom 11. That is right. The bottom 11. We're going to review how all these teams did. Now, there's a lot. We're going long already, so I'm going to try to keep it brief and uh, update us on the real scores that matter which is Aaron and I's picks. The picks. picks. The picks. Okay, here we go. So, started off, I guess. I don't know why I'm doing it. Uh, let's do it this way. Um, now, Utah took on Southern Utah. Obviously, that was going to be a beatdown. We all knew it was going to be a beatdown. It absolutely ended up a beatdown by, uh, by a tune of, oh, I don't know. 
Oh, I truly don't know. Oh, here it is. 73 to 7. So even worse than ours, I guess. Doesn't really matter. But yeah, they were angry, just like we were. Um, both of us chose Utah. That makes a lot of sense. We would be feeling pretty cheeky if we weren't choosing Utah in that game. Up next after that was Wisconsin. Now, I thought for sure, and I probably convinced you a little bit of this. I was like, Wisconsin's going to beat them. Washington is bad. Washington State, I mean, is really, really, really bad. As in, like, they could, they barely beat Idaho. Barely beat Idaho. There's Let me no guess. There's no way they're going to they take on Wisconsin. They freaking won. Yeah, I don't know how. Uh, I watched the whole game. This was the game I was, like, glued to because I couldn't believe it. They freaking won. 17-14. to 14. I still, I honestly think... That it's more Wisconsin is bad than Wazoo's a world beater. But it is very impressive what Dickert has up there in Pullman. Like, he is getting them rallied. They're, they were making really good moves on defense. Their offense has a lot to make up for. This is, this is a game in which it was just really zany. It was like there was two different interceptions from, you know, one from each team that, um, the person got the pick, was running, returning it, and then they fumbled it, and the other team got it. That happened twice in this game. <laughs> and just a million other things. It was weird. But both of us are wrong with that because both of us chose Wisconsin. <laughs> Here's another one I was very confident on, Colorado versus Air Force. I was like, dude, Colorado is bad. I promise right. you, Colorado is really bad. Aaron, they're bad. And they're bad. They lost 41-10. to 10 to Wow. I chose military. Was brilliant and went with Colorado. You what? Were very. Oh wait, wait. I went with Air Force. Yeah, I went yeah. with Air Force. You went with Colorado. That's yeah. Because I'm I never going to support the militarized state. No way, no how. That's, that that's not my right. game, baby. I went with, and I I begged to be in, but they wouldn't let me. Yeah. Um, that's so, yeah. not my bag, so, baby. That's not my bag, baby. Here's the next one. This is. California versus the University of Las Vegas. University of Las Vegas, they're also not very good. They won, I believe, one game last season. Maybe yeah. they won 12. I actually forget. But barely. They are not good. They did win last week, but that doesn't mean much. California was looking pretty rough, but they pulled it off eventually. Same situation here. Cal barely pulls it off, even against a terrible team. Wow. Uh, they really should have. It should have been more than 20 to 14. Jack Plummer, uh, I don't know. I mean, he's not, he doesn't got much to work with, but yeah. I went with Cal. Yeah. You I went, went with, with the University of Las Vegas. Yeah. That would have been an amazing upset if you would have gotten it. I felt it coming. It felt right. But like I said last week, I'm a little off this season, it feels like. Not, I'm not connecting with the universe in an appropriate matter because I know too much now. Well, just like the, those thoughts you have before you drift off to sleep, that feeling was wrong, Aaron. <laughs> that feeling was bad. I don't know you what shouldn't. that means right before I fall asleep. You what said you I had a feeling. About? All, those naughty, all those naughty thoughts you have. Anyways. That's hilarious. Washington, the Washington Huskies, uh, played again kind of a nobody portland state i mean i like portland state enough but they're not very good and they got destroyed 52 to 6 hmm, not as much as us 
It's our FCS opponent. Hmm. 52 to 6, the Huskies win. Michael Penix Jr. looks like a real cornerback. Uh, quarterback, not cornerback. Looks like a great quarterback. And uh, they take on Michigan State next week. That should be a fun one. We both went with Washington, unfortunately. Now, UCLA versus Alabama State. I chose UCLA because I'm not insane. You chose Alabama State because you will not support Chip Kelly. Potato. Not Chip this Kelly. season. No, sir. Potato Chip Kelly. You will not support him. UCLA won. 45-7. Not as big as you'd think. Hmm. Not Here. as much as us either. So that's another win for me. Arizona State. Both of us win with Arizona State versus number 11 Oklahoma State. I don't know what I was smoking. Emory Jones did not have it. 34-17. to 17. OSU win. So both of us didn't get that one. Then we have Stanford versus USC. I felt, I don't, why did I not choose USC? I was I was confident in them otherwise, but on this day, I chose Stanford. I don't know why. You chose USC. That's smart. Duh. Because they won 41 to 28. All right, there we go. I'm back, baby. It is kind of strange that Stanford was able to rally back and score 28 points. I, you know, I will take a look because I think Stanford's that bad. But I mean, big, big win from USC. They're looking the Death Star is almost reformed. Okay, <sighs> scary. Oregon versus East uh, versus Eastern Washington. Of course, we won seventy to fourteen. Bing, bing, boom. Both of us chose Oregon because we're not traitors to the pod. Fresno State versus Oregon State. Hell of a game. Jay Kaner threw it everywhere. Great performance from him. Oregon State, not as great of a performance offensively, but in the end, I guess they were greater because they did win 35-32. to 32. Called it. Ep- epic, epic fashion. They were like on the goal line, uh-huh. and uh, they ended up, yeah, it, it was just like, Oh, I loved it. They 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 did that big wildcat touchdown for the freaking win. Coletto, you were the best. I love that so much. Uh, Oregon State won it. I chose Fresno State. You sure you did. Chose Oregon State. Sure did. They they're a really fun team. Um, Jack Coletto for the win. I mean, how can you not like that? Uh, I do believe we talked about Bill Musgrave earlier. I think it's his nephew, Luke Musgrave, was injured for Oregon State. That's unfortunate. Oh, yeah. I think I – wow, what a random thing I'm pretty sure I saw. And then the final game, Mississippi State. Mike Leach's Mississippi State at Arizona. You went with Arizona because you were feeling optimistic and you were tired of not picking them. Yeah. I knew that Mike Leach – I mean, Mike Leach is Mike Leach. Also, their SEC team, sometimes it just means more. And it absolutely didn't mean more, apparently, because they just unraveled them. They took the top off. They won this by more than two scores, which gives me a point. And you have a point. And it puts me in the lead in total 17-13 to lead early. That's pretty dominant to start off. 17 to 13? 17 to 13. Oh, dude, that's nothing. Once we start getting into this, I'm going to be just steamrolling you. (laughs) Sure, sure. 
And no, it is weighted. I mean, obviously, I can't pick UCLA all season long, so that's a fun obstacle to have in my way. At least, like, their schedule is going to be harder, so then it'll be, like, more, you know, possible here. Okay, that's cool. Aaron, final segment, and that is... The Picks! That's right, it's The Picks. We're making next week's picks now of the Pac-12 slate. And it's some good shit, kind of. I mean, I, I say that, but I should have started out with a different team, maybe. Um, well, I said UCLA schedule is going to get tougher. Not this week. Here's, a, here's my guaranteed point for the week. Because it's South Alabama at UCLA. Okay. Um, I guess I choose first because I'm in the lead. UCLA, easy. They're going to be favored by like three touchdowns or something. What about you, Aaron? Well, I can't go with Potato Chip, so going with the other guys. Potato Chip Kelly, you burned your bridge with Aaron. Up next for, one for year. that. <laughs> this one's good. This one's good. California at Notre Dame. Notre Dame just lost to Marshall. Huge upset. Shocking. They also lost to Ohio State, but it was actually pretty close. Ohio State was in Ohio State's Ohio State. They're very good, probably. And then before that, they lost in their bowl game, so it's like all three straight losses for their new coach, Freeman. Um, then again, Cal, like I was saying, two wins, but freaking uninspiring. But good defense. Who's going to win this? This is at South Bend. This is at Notre Dame. Who do you got? No, you go first. You, oh, you're I go first. Big I winner almost got over you. Here. You get to go. I first. I almost got you. I'm going with the Fighting Irish. They're Fighting Irish. Ah, uh, nah, nah, bro. No, no, no. Wrong again, sir. It, it is cow oh, no. all day on this one. Aaron, can I convince you otherwise, or are you set? He's a big no. Cow's a big time smoke show. I tell you what, bigger muscles than anybody in the beach. I tell you what. All right, here we go. Number twelve, BYU. At number 25, Oregon. No-brainer, Oregon all day. Oregon. Keep Oregon those fries all coming all day. I really do think we're going to win. I really hope we can win. Even if we lose, I, I just hope it's competitive. That's all I got to say. Anyways, Colorado at Minnesota. The Golden Gophers. Colorado Coach. at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're ready to start, I'm ready to listen. I always forget. I, I'm trying to get you. Colorado, the Buffaloes uh, are not going to win this game at all. Minnesota, walk of the week. Ha, you fool. Obviously, so this is a Colorado win. No, Aaron, are you sure? No. They've lost two <laughs> straight. You're still going with Hold them? on. Look, for real, the whole thing that's throwing me off is that I'm not picking first. I don't have a chance to tune in with the almighty everything please hold do you want to pick first no because I'll those are not the I rules will forfeit. no okay. i want to follow the rules <laughs> <laughs> let me just zone in the answer is oh i should have been playing music uh colorado well colorado okay. i'm staying with colorado i think it's you're, gonna happen you're freaking nuts they're so man. bad they're so bad I should have already put in music for the live feed. I'm sorry, but I'm going to do it now. Listeners in the past, you'll have heard the music the whole time. Maybe this is the feed. that you, This is what you needed. The background music wasn't here. 
Maybe that is what will tune you. I up. mean, it was here last week, and that was and my first sucks. week of doing very bad. That's true. Okay, well, I think it is the music that is causing this. Well, then, good. I'll keep it. Going. I'm sticking with. I'm sticking with Colorado. I'm either gonna burn this ship down, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna take it all. There's no skin of my teeth losing. Colorado I State I wanna, at I Washington burn. State. Colorado State. Speaking of all these like huge upsets, um, like you know Marshall over Notre Dame. That was definitely a big one. Yeah, uh, and and a bunch of others. This or like close FCS games. Here's a uh, Mountain West team, Colorado State, who's doing terrible. They got destroyed by Michigan in Week One. Week Two, they lose to Middle Tennessee. 34 to 19. They are not good. Colorado State at Washington State, who has a new form of life, who's thinking, hey, maybe we're going to win the freaking Pac 12 this year under our new head coach. I will be going with Wazoo. Easy. Yeah, me too. Makes sense. I'm down with the okay. Pac. This is interesting. This line, this is really close despite the fact that one of these teams are unranked. Hmm. Number 11, Michigan State at Washington. This would be a huge win. 4.30 p.m. ABC. This would be a huge win for Washington to pull this off this early into Tim DeRuiter's career there. Um, Did I say Tim DeRuiter? That's not their coach. I'll keep it in, though. Don't edit that out. Don't edit that out. Not touching it. Okay. Uh... I'm. This is tough. Do I back the pack? I'm going with Michigan State. It's more fun not to. Yeah, I feel like that's the actual correct answer as well. But mm-hmm. the word on the street here in the Big S is that the Herskies are a dominant force this season. So I'm going to stick with the pack. I'm going with the Huskies. Woo, back the pack. All right. Uh, well, me not remember Kaylin, Kaylin DeBoer's name. That made me just know they're going to lose. After that, we got Montana State at Oregon State. Oregon State, that's easy. Montana State should not be competition for them. I agree. Oregon you? State all day. Cool. San Diego State, who, you know, Arizona won uh, over. They're not great. They lost their the terrible human being but great punter that was on their team and they're just not the team they were last season defensively utah should win this one big it's it's in salt lake city yeah utah utah all day you're really back back today um fresno state who just came off that crazy close game against uh oregon state but lost now they're taking on usc number seven usc 7 30 p.m on fox I will go with USC. I think it'll be closer than a lot of people think, but I'm going with USC. I'm sorry, who was the other team? Fresno State. Fresno State. Ooh, I like your spicy pick. Fresno State versus... Oh, no, I haven't decided. I'm thinking. Oh. oh, I just said their name out loud. Um, Fresno State versus USC. I think it's Fresno State. Okay. Um... Then we got only two games left here. North Dakota State. This is FCS, but this is like the best powerhouse FCS program. Uh, I don't know if they're that good this season, 
but typically they're the Alabama of their level. What's their mascot? Uh, bison, which is why it's confusing as hell that Arizona even scheduled them. Why? When you when you don't get the glory of beating them, and if you lose to them, people are going to make fun of you. So I don't know why you scheduled this, but they did. I will go... I'm going with what would be an underdog here. I'm going with North Dakota State. Against Arizona? Even against Arizona. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're better than last year but i think they could still totally lose this game and i think they will wow crazy take Jaden delora i don't think you're it crazy take who knows i think crazy enough that i might agree but i don't i'm going with arizona it's probably smart to save for money but it's wrong so haha i'm smarter here we go eastern michigan versus arizona state or at arizona state i don't know anything about Eastern Michigan. That I tells me ASU everything. Is ready. Yeah. What about you? Is Arizona State good? Um, Remind I think me. They're like medi- I think they're mediocre. At best? They're like a talented mediocre. I think they're right around there, yeah. I think the other team's going to win. You think? Aaron, are you sure? Yeah, fuck it. Why in? not? Let's have some fun. You're crazy. Okay. I'll even put $100 on that game against you. No, you won't. I bet I will. For a full-on win, like whoever gets, whoever wins that game, like you would take a hundred straight-up bet ASU versus Eastern Michigan. All right, all right. I don't think you'll pay. <laughs> is the thing. I don't think you'll pay. The betting line has got to be something insane. I like, bet. Like it, I bet. Like, you're not going to – I don't want to take that bet with you because – how about – this will be for honor. How about that? For honor. For honor. Old school. Or, yeah. I'll, how about I'll give you two to one odds if you take them, an official bet. You get two points if you get it right. Love it even more than honor. That's good. Yeah, if I lose, I will also be willing to lose two points. Mm, you don't have to do that. You don't okay. Have to do that. Okay. Okay. And that was the Pirks. Woo! Fun as hell. Oh, my God. Uh, I hope this next game's fun. I'm going to a wedding. I'm going to my mom's freaking wedding that I can't miss. Obviously, I want to be there. (laughs) Yeah, phrasing on that. Right smack dab during the fourth quarter of the BYU game. So I hope it's a blowout. Please be a blowout for Oregon because I don't want it to be close. Please, please, please. Anyways... This has been the Quack 12 Podcast. There's no way for you to listen to it or watch it while you're driving to there. I mean, I'll catch like a good chunk of it, but these games have been really long. It's just going to time up where it's like I am walking down the aisle, uh, you know, because I'm part of the ceremony and shit. Oh, you're in it. Of course you're in it. Yeah, I'm in the freaking one. Right, you can't be just like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there we go. And I know well, I'm not congratulations my mom to the listeners. family growing. I think that's awesome. Yeah, no, it'll be a really good time. Uh, unless we lose, otherwise it'll taint the whole wedding and I'll be furious. Anyways, everyone, at Quack Tool Podcast on Twitter, Quack Tool Podcast YouTube page. Please go to our Patreon if you want to give us some bones, help this thing actually grow, and help us make it. Uh, or if, you, if you're poor as hell, that's all right. Go People to Apple like Podcasts. that exist, I hear. Five stars. 
yeah, like the creators of this podcast. Five stars. Leave yeah. us a comment. We love you. Go Ducks. Aaron, anything you want to take us out on? Uh, Be kind. Rewind. Doesn't really make sense, but all right. Be kind. Rewind. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.